Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha. Welcome to Island Conversations. We're on the radio on the Big Island of Hawaii on Sundays on B97 and B93 and on KWXX. And the interviews rebroadcast the following Friday on KPUA 670 AM in Hilo. And of course, they're always available as podcasts. You can subscribe, go to wherever you get podcasts and just look for Island Conversations. And I'm delighted if you do subscribe. Today, we're going to talk about something which is absolutely critical and fundamental to our island, and that is our upcoming voting by mail. And note that I do have a second interview on this topic posted only as a podcast. It's with Dr. Todd Belt. He used to be in the political science department at UH Hilo, and many of you have heard him on the radio or being quoted in the newspaper many times. He is very much oh, let's say a political science nerd is what I'll call him, very involved, and he does an awful lot of study. And I wanted to talk with an objective academic expert about some of the challenges we've heard about voting by mail, whether there's fraud, whether people can file multiple ballots, anything that would jeopardize the integrity of the process. You may hear the interview with Dr. Todd Belt as a podcast at kwxx.com and at b97hawaii.com, or as I said, wherever you get podcasts. Elections are a fundamental part of our democracy. It's our chance, once we're 18, to vote for who we want for elected offices. And our next election is coming up Saturday, August 8th. Hawaii is one of five states to have all voting by mail. And this isn't exactly groundbreaking. Oregon has had all voting by mail since 1987. And Hawaii joins Oregon, Colorado, Washington, and Utah. Now, today we're going to talk about how we will vote in our upcoming elections by mail. We'll talk about the procedures, the risks, the safeguards, and more. Patricia Nakamoto is our county elections administrator. She has been for many years and is definitely my go-to person when I have any election question. Aloha, Pat. Hi, Sherry. Pat, you know, it's so interesting to talk with you about voting by mail right now because with COVID-19, other states around the country are grappling with it, states that didn't actually plan to have all voting by mail. But because of COVID-19 and the risks of people congregating, they're having to suddenly start implementing a plan. So it actually looks pretty fortunate that our state legislature mandated voting by mail well before COVID-19. And the fact is, people in our state have been voting by mail via absentee ballot for a lot of years. Yes, that's correct. Well, you know, our next election is officially Saturday, August 8th, and we call it a primary. But for presidential purposes, the parties will have decided on the presidential candidates. But for this state and for this island, in the August election, we will be voting for county council, a mayor, a new county prosecutor, and state representatives, among other things. So Ms. Nakamoto, with some major nonpartisan office elections coming up August 8th, specifically mayor and all the county council members. And I think prosecutor is also nonpartisan, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So this is called a primary, but 
each one of these offices could be completely decided in August. So tell us what the rules are as to what might happen in August. As you mentioned, August 8th is our primary election. And the primary election is held to nominate candidates to run in the general election. But here in the county of Hawaii, we have special nonpartisan races that you mentioned, you know, mayor, prosecuting attorney, and our county council members. And it is important for voters to realize or to understand that voting in the primary is just as important as voting in the general election because uh, candidates in the special nonpartisan race can be elected outright. All a candidate needs to do is receive a majority of the votes, so that would be 50% plus one, and they would be automatically elected, and their names will not appear on the general election ballot. And then, as I understand it, Pat, if nobody gets more than 50%, the top two vote-getters then do go on to the general election in November? That is correct. So it just reinforces how important it is, particularly because some of these races at this point look like they will have a large number of candidates. I know it's confusing when there's, you know, 12 or 13 or, as we speak, 19 people have actually pulled papers for mayor, although not all 19 have filed. But it is confusing, but people really need to focus on who they want so we can make sure that whoever the top two are that go on are the ones that people really want. Now, Pat Nakamoto, what I really want to talk about is voting by mail. And I personally have voted by mail for years because many years ago I requested a permanent absentee ballot so that every election my ballot would come in the mail and I'd fill it out and mail it back. How many people have been taking advantage of voting by mail in our state? Can you give us a sense of that? Well, over the years, the voting trend has been shifting to voting prior to Election Day. For example, in the 2018 election, 25% of the voters who did vote in that 2018 election voted by mail. 6% voted at our early voting site. So there was a total of 31% of the voters who voted in the 2018 election who voted prior to Election Day. Then on Election Day, there was 20.8% who voted at the polling place on Election Day. So that was a quite significant difference of voters who voted by absentee, either by mail or walk, and those who voted at the polling place on Election Day. Well, let me get this straight, though. 20 plus 30 is around 50%. Are you talking about all of the potential registered voters? No, I'm talking about voters who actually voted in that election. So that's pretty much what our turnout was like, you know, like 51.8% or, you know, close to that. Okay, so really the 50% is 50% of those who are registered ultimately voted. Is that right? That's correct. Wow, that's a really terrible turnout. Well, I understand that in Oregon, for example, the voter turnout went up, so I'm hoping voting by mail helps that. But let's start back with registration. What's the deadline for voters to register if they have not, and how would they do so? Okay, for voters to register to vote, to be able to vote in the primary election, the registration deadline is July 9th. For the general election, the registration deadline will be October the 5th. Okay, now this year we're going to be voting by mail. 
the first thing that seems to be a little bit different to me is you are sending out a signature verification card. And I say it's a little different because I have voted by mail for years. And I don't remember getting a signature verification card after my initial registration. So tell us about this signature verification, why you're doing it, how it's being done, what we have to do to ensure our signature is verified. That yellow card that was mailed out to all properly registered voters was really a dual-purpose card. One was to let voters know that we're having an election, you know, that the election is coming up, and also to give them some information like their districts and their precincts. The other part of the card was, like you mentioned, the signature capture card. And the reason we wanted to send out that card, people's signatures tend to change over a period of time. And what we are trying to do is to get the most current signature for our files of all registered voters. This is important because this is a signature we'll compare against the affirmation statement on the return envelope. Every return envelope must have the voter's signature on the affirmation statement for it to be counted. If a signature does not match or there is no signature on the envelope, we will need to contact the voter before we can count their ballot. That's kind of interesting. I think that speaks to the need to mail in our absentee ballots in enough time that you have a chance not just to get them on time, but to do that affirmation process. Who actually does that signature comparison? Does that require special skill or it's just like eyeballing it, looking at it? We have a ballot sorting machine that we will use to process all of the ballots that are received. We will run the ballot through the ballot sorting machine, and the ballot sorting machine will validate all of the signatures that match. Okay. And then what? Then you sort of, those that don't, you kind of pull out, and then you start calling people? That's correct. If the signatures do not match, we will contact the voter and give them an opportunity to re-sign the envelope. Pat Nakamoto, if somebody got this yellow signature card, which is not the same as the yellow voter confirmation card that we've gotten for years. This was a lighter color. It was a little different. But if somebody did not return that yellow card, and now they're realizing how very important it is, what should they do right now? If someone did not receive their card, or if they misplaced it, they can call our office and we can mail them a new card. But, you know, if they didn't receive a yellow card in the mail, it could also be because they are not properly registered. These yellow notification cards are non-affordable. So if the voter is no longer at the address that we have on their voter registration file, the post office will automatically return the cards to our office. And that may be a reason why they did not receive their card. So voters who have not received their card, or even if they misplaced it, they should contact our office. That's important. Now, talk about when and how we will actually get our ballots for the August 8th election so that we understand what we're going to have to do now that everybody is voting by mail. All ballot packets will be mailed out to properly registered voters on July 21st. So that would be 18 days before the election. Uh, Once the voters receive their ballot, there will be instructions in the uh, packet. There will also be their ballot, a return envelope that would have the uh, affirmation statement on it that is really important that they remember to sign after they voted on their ballot. We also will put a notice in the envelope letting all of our voters know 
the date that they should be returning their ballots back. Voters should, as much as possible, vote on their ballot as soon as they can and return it because we need to be certain that we can process it if there's any problem with their signature or if there's no signature on the affirmation statement on the envelope, that there's time for them to correct those errors. And so we're asking all voters to return their ballots or put it in the mail at least three days before Election Day. Election Day is on August 8th, so at least put it in the mail by August the 6th. I think that's not enough time, to be honest, because, you know, our mail from this island, when I put it in the post office, it goes to Honolulu before it comes back to the big island. So I would think you'd want people to put it in by, wow, Tuesday, August 4th or Wednesday, August 5th, just for safety's sake. But that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, that is correct, Cherry. I think it's important for all of our voters to realize that that is exactly what takes place when you mail any mail from our county, it goes to Oahu, and then it returns back to the Big Island. So you need to keep that in mind when you're dropping your ballot in the mail. One of the things that most states have is kind of a fail-safe, a place to take the ballots on Election Day or before Election Day if the voter thinks they have not mailed it in time. So what are our options here in the county in order to do that? Here in the county of Hawaii, we are going to have, well, I should say in the state. But here in the County of Hawaii, we are going to have what we call voter services centers. For the primary election, the voter service center will open on July 27. And these voter services centers are open for voters who have special needs. The electronic voting machines will be set up at these voter services centers so someone who cannot vote on a paper ballot can go and vote on the electronic voting machine. These voter services centers will also receive absentee mail ballot, voted ballots. You can drop your ballot there. And here in the state of Hawaii, we have what we call uh, same-day registration. And so if someone missed the registration deadline and would like to vote in the upcoming elections, they could go to the voter services center, register to vote, and vote there. Where are those voter service centers going to be? We will have two voter services centers here in the county of Hawaii. One will be at the West Hawaii Civic Center in Kona, and the other voter services center will be at the Alpuni Center here in Hilo. Okay, and that would be the Alpuni Center conference room that's kind of across from the county building? That's correct, yes. And a brief interruption to remind you, this is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. Today we're talking with County Elections Administrator Pat Nakamoto, who's helping us understand how we're going to vote this time for the August election and for every other election that's coming after that, which is voting by mail. And Pat and I will be talking about safeguards and such as we get into the rest of the conversation. I'd like to recommend that you also go to our podcast site because I'm posting a short interview with Dr. Todd Belt, who used to be in the political science department at the University of Hawaii at Hilo. Dr. Belt is now at George Washington University in Washington, D.C., where he is director of the Political Management Master's Program, part of their graduate school. And Dr. Belt has always been absolutely into political science, and he's going to talk with us about his observations of voting by mail and any issues of fraud that have come up and how it's worked in other states. So 
That interview may be found wherever you get podcasts. Just look for Island Conversations, or you may find it online at kwxx.com or at b97hawaii.com. Just click on the podcast tab to find the Island Conversations podcast. Dr. Belt did give us one example of things that did not go right in voting by mail, and he'll explain that to you. Fortunately, that case ended up in court. Next week, we're going to be talking about a brand new landlord-tenant mediation program. Why do we care? At this point, there are many people who cannot pay their rent or their mortgages, and this can be very, very bad for the island. We need to have stability, and the Kuikahi Mediation Center's director, Julie Mitchell, and Eric Paul of the West Hawaii Mediation Center will talk to us about the process. Kehau Costa of the Hawaii Island Board of Realtors will explain what her concerns are and the concerns of others in helping get this program set up. Before we get back to our conversation with Pat Nakamoto, let's hear from our terrific sponsor, KTA Superstores. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. Before we get back to Pat Nakamoto, a reminder that if you have not registered to vote, you may do so at elections.hawaii.gov. And another reminder that August 8th is called a primary, but for us, that's when our mayor, our county council members, and our county prosecuting attorney can be elected. So it's incredibly important that everybody vote. Now let's get back to our conversation with Pat Nakamoto, county elections administrator, and I want to know more about the voter service centers. A couple questions about that. Number one, what are their hours of operation going to be? And what day will they will they actually go through voting day, August 8th? The Voter Services Center will open on July 27th, and they will be open up until and including election day. The hours of operation will be from Monday through Saturday, from 8 to 4.30. And then on election day, it's going to be open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. In addition to the voter services centers, this is something new. We're going to have what we call places of deposit. So if someone does not want to put their ballot into the mail, you know, send it back to us by mail, they can go to a place of deposit. We're going to have these receptacles that are similar to the blue postal boxes that you see on the sidewalk. Although, of course, ours will not be blue. It will be clearly identified as a place to drop your ballots in. We will have our staff picking up these ballots daily so they will not sit in these places of deposit, the drop boxes. And the places of deposit will open on August the 3rd for the primary election. So they're going to be open five days before Election Day, and they'll be open every day, 24 hours a day. And so where will they be? This is exciting because I thought we would only have the two voter service centers as a place to drop ballots. This is great. So where are the voter drop boxes? Okay, we will have a drop box at the West Hawaii Civic Center. So if the voter service center is closed and you want to return your ballot, you can drop it off. It'll be located near the DMV there. We will have one also up at Yano Hall in Captain Cook. There will be one at the Na'alehu police station, at the Pohoa police station, 
also at the Waimea Police Station, and in Hilo, there will be one outside of the Hawaii County Building. This is great. I'm really excited about this, only because I know some people who have not been voting by mail have expressed, you know, trepidation just because it's a new thing. So it's nice to know that we have some additional options. I have to ask you, Pat Nakamoto, about protection and fraud and things like that. And I'll just go right to the chief executive of our land. President Trump has said that voting by mail is perilous, and he used an example of somebody going into the elections office and grabbing up handfuls of ballots, filling them out, and then returning them. Can that happen here? No. No. Um, Even in my wildest dreams, I could never envision something like that happening here in our elections office, someone walking in. And first of all, the ballots are all stored under lock. You know, they're not readily available for someone, not even the staff to just go in and take a ballot. And as far as, you know, for voters, voting by mail, you know, there are safeguards in place. Ballots are mailed to the voters' mailing addresses that is associated with their voter record. These ballots are all non-fordable, so if the voter is no longer there, it's going to be returned to our office. You know, we will not mail ballot packets to any voter in our county voter registration file who is identified as having, you know, an outdated or a non-deliverable mailing address. And when these ballots come back, you know, like I mentioned earlier, every ballot signature will be validated and matched up with their voter registration file. Those are just some of the safeguards we have in place. So basically, you don't have a big bunch of absentee ballots just sitting on the counter. I can't just walk in and grab some, right? No. Our (laughs) ballots are all locked. And like I said, even for our staff, when we go in to process ballots, there are forms that need to be completed. You need to have two people there. They need to verify seal numbers. There are a lot of safeguards in place. And don't you even have in the basement of the Hilo County building kind of, I will use the term, a jail-like place that's kind of like a cage where you really, really do safeguard all your equipment and stuff? (laughs) Yes. We have a cage put up. It is locked 24-7. The only time it gets unlocked is when the staff needs to go and process these mail ballots. Our keys are in a locked area. They're not in an area where someone could even come and get the keys. There's a code that supervisors have for the key. I feel very, very confident that we have the safeguards in place to protect all of these sensitive equipment and especially our ballot. Pat, once the ballots actually come into the Hawaii County Elections Office, how does that information, how does that get transmitted to Oahu for formal counting and compilation? All ballots are counted at the counting center. And on election evening, once all ballots have been processed, the vendor transmits the information to Oahu, and that's where the State Office of Elections will release the election's results. Okay, so the counting is actually done right here in the county. That is correct. Uh, We do have our own counting center where all of our ballots are processed and counted. Just a curious question. You mentioned a vendor. Is this a vendor that Hawaii County and or the state has been working with for a long time? Brand new vendor? What? Yes, we will be using the same vendor to count our ballots that we have been using for several years now. 
And this is the vendor that provides us with vote counting machines and also does the counting for all of our mail ballots. Are there any other safeguards you want to mention? Are we prepared in the state for possible Russian hacking, which has been discussed, or other things that might affect Hawaii County and the state in general relative to our elections? Well, you know, I would say that the State Office of Elections and the county IT department have been working with various agencies to assess the risks and implement cybersecurity solutions. You know, there are checks and balances to ensure the security and the integrity of the vote counting system, including testing the equipment prior to and after the election, as well as auditing the results, reports. And um, I also wanted to mention that our vote counting system is not connected to the Internet. We also have what we call observers, and these observers are really the eyes and ears of our community, and they are there every step of the way at counting center um, observing and, you know, making certain that we are following all of the procedures that are in place. Can people volunteer to be observers if they have an interest in such? Yes, they can. Sure. Okay. All they need to do is contact our office. You know, at, our number is 961-8277, 961-8277, and, you know, say that they would like to sign up as an observer. Okay. Any special qualifications for those people? No. You know, they just need to have an interest, you know, in you know, making certain that the elections are operating properly. Pat Nakamoto, what else should we talk about relative to our voting by mail that we haven't already talked about? Um, I think we've covered just about everything, Sherry. <laughs> I just want to, you know, I, I would just like to, you know, reassure the voters in our community that if they follow the instructions that will be provided in their ballot packet, and they, especially in our primary election, you know, that. For some voters, that is a confusing process. The primary election is the election that you need to vote only in one party, and you can also vote for this nonpartisan candidates, which is our county candidates. But you cannot cross-party vote, which means you cannot vote for more than one political party. So if you see a candidate in one party, but you see, you know, maybe, oh, there's, you know, Auntie in the other party, I want to vote for her then you would void that race. Your votes would not be counted for that race. So it's really important that the voters understand the purpose of the primary election and why they need to vote only in one party ballot. But you did mention a really important part, which is the nonpartisan races, county council, mayor, prosecutor. Everybody gets to vote in those no matter what. That's correct, yes. Yeah, and those are races that can actually be decided in the August 8th election. So it's super important. Pat Nakamoto, one more thing, actually a couple more things. One is, if I send in my absentee ballot, is there any way I can know for sure that you all have received it? Uh, yes, voters will be able to go to a portal at elections.hawaii.gov. And at that portal, they would be able to check if their ballot was received. Well, I'm pretty impressed. You guys are really covering all the things that I want to know. And then for any other questions about registration, whether I'm registered or not, can I verify my registration at elections.hawaii.gov? Yes, you can go into that um, site, and you would also be able to check if you're a registered voter. 
Okay. And if I have any questions about anything or if I was remiss and didn't send back my yellow signature card, I think we should call your office. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And our number again is 961-8277. Can I inform you by email or online in some way if I have questions or is calling the best way? Either way, if you would, um, if voters would prefer to email us, they can email us at heloelect at hawaiicounty.gov. Heloelect at hawaiicounty.gov, is that right? Yes, and I just wanted to stress that it's E-L-E-C with no T. <laughs> oh, thank you for telling me that. I would have put in the T. <laughs> okay. Great. Pak Nakamoto, is there anything else you want to add before we say aloha? No, I just want to remind voters to be on the lookout for their ballot packet, you know, starting on July 21st, and encourage everyone to, you know, participate in the process and vote on their ballot and mail it back into our office. Great. Pat Nakamoto, thank you so much for your time. Aloha. Aloha, Ferry. Thank you. And of course, a huge thank you to our listeners and a reminder about a couple of things. One is I have an interview with Dr. Todd Belt of George Washington University in Washington, D.C., posted as a podcast at kwxx.com and at b97hawaii.com, and wherever you get podcasts, just look for Island Conversations. I wanted to talk with Dr. Belt, who has a nationwide perspective and who used to be in the political science department here at UH Hilo. I wanted to talk with him about the safety and security and potential fraud involved with voting by mail, and that is an area that he's very familiar with, so I recommend you listen to that. Spoiler alert, there's basically no fraud with voting by mail, and it also does not favor one political party over the other. It just usually increases voter turnout. This is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. Until next time, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.